From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, March 28th. Utah lawmakers are prohibiting transgender girls from participating in high school sports consistent with their gender identity. This ban on transgender youth athletes from playing on girls' teams was originally vetoed by GOP Governor Spencer Cox. But the bill's sponsors successfully flipped several lawmakers who had previously voted against the ban. They met in a special session on Friday to override the governor's veto with a new two-thirds majority. Troy Williams is the executive director of Equality Utah, an LGBTQ rights organization. He calls the ban an attempt by Republican legislators to drum up support on a culture war issue as they contend with challengers in their party primaries. Here he is in a video last week. Many of these conservative lawmakers are now facing primary challengers from their fringe right. Plus, the convention is looming and Lawmakers are going to be facing a delegation of voters who have pitchforks and torches and this hysteria around transgender children. It's vile, it's gross, and it's deeply disturbing. Williams says Equality Utah will seek justice through the courts. State lawmakers are anticipating a legal challenge. They passed a separate piece of legislation on Friday, setting aside half a million dollars for a legal defense of the ban. Efforts to regulate transgender kids' participation in school sports are gaining traction in state houses across the country. These regulations are largely supported by groups like the right-wing American Principles Project. Their president told the Associated Press, quote, We helped start this fight, and we're helping carry it through. Since last year, bans on transgender youth athletes from playing on girls' teams have been introduced in at least 25 states. That's according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. Arizona and Oklahoma passed bans just last week. Utah Republicans who voted for the ban said they were concerned about fairness in girls' sports. As a Republican governor, Cox received nationwide attention for his veto that goes against party lines. In a five-page letter explaining his decision, he talked about the four transgender kids currently playing high school sports in Utah. He said, quote, Four kids who are just trying to find some friends and feel like they are part of something. Rarely has so much fear and anger been directed at so few. Governor Cox argued that these youth would feel unnecessarily targeted by a ban and that their mental health would suffer. Demonstrators gathered at the Capitol on Friday to show support for trans youth in Utah. History is on our side, and the Utah legislature never learns from it. Williams from Equality Utah again. He talked about how in the 90s, gay-straight alliances were banned in Utah schools, but now they are ubiquitous in every school district. So the legislature will try to ban transgender children, but I promise you all, they will rise triumphant. These kids don't count them out. A PBS poll found that 67% of Americans, including 66% of Republicans, oppose the transgender sports ban legislation proliferating across the country. If you live in the Moab area, you might have noticed some smoke coming from the LaSalle Mountains in recent weeks. According to the Forest Service, it's their prescribed burning, part of ongoing fire fuel treatment in the mountains 
to reduce the risk of wildfire spread. We speak with fuel specialist Mark Atwood for more on this project. What we're doing right now is we are burning um, piles that have been cut in the riparian and drainage areas and shoulders of the of the South Mesa, Jimmy Keene Flats area and, and kind of down towards Brumley Ridge. Um, and so we've got roughly 800 acres that have been cut and piled, and we will have more piles being made this summer as well. But, but that's what we're burning on is trying to reduce the fuel loading that are in the drainages so that in the event of a wildfire, um, the severity of the wildfire would be less uh, with erosion and just the severity of the ecological, the impact to ecological systems um, would hopefully be less. So that's what we're doing now is with the, with the snow on the ground and the mud and the moisture we have up there, just removing that fuel is kind of what we're doing. And is this something that happens annually or is this like some a new effort because of the Pat Creek fire? So this effort is, uh, is this is a new effort, but it is not due to or influenced by uh, the Pat Creek fire from last year. Uh, this effort has been gone on and is part of the, the larger project design that's gone on five, eight years ago. Um, so this effort has been incorporated for a while, but the burning is is like the last stage of kind of what we're doing up here for right now. So we'll be burning for the next several weeks. Um, we will be generating some new piles that will need to be dried out, which will either later this fall when snow and moisture returns or next spring, again, like right now in, in 2023, we will look to continue this effort of, of removing these fuels um, through prescribed fire. So what is that mean for our community members can we expect you know burning for the next couple weeks or as long as enough snow is up there you know so this is where it gets a little tricky to try and answer that question um so as far as the 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 adjacent you know property owners or the communities or the the spanish valley or moab or any adjacent public or recreational use or needs um we will be looking to burn for the next two to three weeks depending on the snow that's up there so this week particularly we have um you know, some storms coming in with with rain and forecasted snow on the project site, which might prolong or, you know, put off my ability to to burn these piles. Um, So it may go into two or three weeks or three or four weeks, depending on the weather. Um, But some of these areas that we're burning in, um, the south aspects are exposed, and that's primarily what we've been burning on, and that's what the community is seeing right now. Our north aspects of the drainages still have a lot of snow on them, so we're watching those, waiting for those snow levels to come down to where it's we can meet the objectives and the intent of the project. So there's currently too much snow on the northerly aspects, but the southerly aspects are in some places too dry, and we're not burning those. So that's that's what they can kind of expect, is that from basically the Castle Valley Overlook, um, area cut is on the north end of the project and it stretches down towards the Brumley Ridge area and so that's anywhere in there up above on the South Mesa um, kind of in that Pinion Juniper ecosystem along the Loop Road those are the areas that we're looking to try to minimize uh, the negative impacts of fire so it kind of Hopefully that answered your question. That does. And it sounds like it's all about getting the perfect timing with the weather and conditions. Yeah, correct. Uh, What we have to do on our end is we put together what's called a prescription, which says that the temperature's this, the wind's that, the snow levels, the moisture, the piles, all of this is kind of put into a 
a, a calculation and, and we write up a document saying these are this is the offer this is what we're going to kind of function under and so if, if there's elements that go outside of that then we we don't burn because the risk is too high or it's, it's not going to meet the objective of burning the material and getting getting the vegetation the biomass gone so it is an incredibly um, balancing act of of seasonality of weather of resources um, and just timing for for all of it mark thank you so much anything else that you think is relevant for our listeners to know about the prescribed burning uh in the la salles right now no i, I just think it's uh, it's great that we get the word out to to people that they're aware of what's going on and, and the efforts that the forest is trying to make to um try and and preserve the ecosystems that are up there and to try and help protect some of the private property and holdings that we have on the forest so try to set those who might be more sensitive to the smoke uh, that they can you know get out of the area or or just be aware that for the next couple of weeks they might be impacted by by some of the smoke but but i don't foresee you know uh, substantial negative impacts on the loop road for for tourists or for recreation um it, it's definitely going to impact the visibility and some of the the vistas and views that uh, are taken in up and around on the loop road but but overall i appreciate the opportunities just to get the word out to people that they can uh, know what to expect uh, over the next couple weeks. Mark Atwood, Forest Service Fuels Specialist with the Moab and Monticello Ranger Districts. The agency is conducting ongoing prescribed burns in the LaSalle's over the next few weeks. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, March 28th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.